When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Get in and welcome to another MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. I think it's just really important to... Um, to stress, you know, the get in, get in, come on, get in. This is the MLS UK Show. The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC, a distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your ref? Football, fashion, or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast, is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion, it's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. So uh, here in the UK, we are in another lockdown. So it's been a little while since uh, myself and Henry have been able to be in the same room. So quite a lot has happened. If uh, we're honest. It has, yeah. I think we're gonna have to address the elephant in the room here. Just look if you if you're watching on YouTube, look down the camera for me. Sasha Question is joining me <laughs> on the podcast. A mustache. Is that for uh, Movember or have you just can't be bothered shaving it off? How much do you really hope it's for Movember, be honest? <laughs> I really, really hope it's for Movember. It is for Movember, it is for charity. Um I just wanna stress I'm very aware of how terrible it is. 
since I started, <laughs> I was I just kind of I let that grow, but I also let the rest of my face grow as well, just to soften the blow. And you could barely really tell, but now today I've shaved this bit off. It's bad, isn't it? It's bad. Um, just look down the camera one more time because I'm going to do a side by side of Sasa Clashton because <laughs> you do look like him. There we go. Yeah. Ever since I've known you, that like, I'm the one who grows the beard, mm. so you never really have facial no. hair. So I'm quite impressed, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it doesn't look good. I'm aware of that. And that's why <laughs> I don't always have facial hair, because uh, it does look terrible. But Movember is Movember. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a good look. <laughs> uh, so uh, we need to, obviously, talk about the playoffs. This is our playoff preview episode. But mm. also, first of all, we want to say that uh, you mentioned there, uh, the lockdown we've had in the UK and it has become really difficult for us to get in and do the podcast and I well you echo this as well I want to say thank you to everyone who's listened or watched on YouTube just because this season has just been it's been a mad season we would have loved to do more episodes that was oh, the yeah. plan because uh, we watched MLS Cup final with each other last year and mm. uh, we were like, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and it's none of it's happened. So many plans, and I, I just kind of thank everyone for, for hanging in there, bearing with us and putting up with what's kind of been a 50% sort of diluted version of what we really, really wanted to do. So fingers crossed we'll be able to do that next year. Yeah, I mean, this year we've uh, we've actually surpassed... 75,000 listens and views mm. in our short-ish history on, on the show. So thank you for supporting us, whether you get in touch on social media, whether you watch on YouTube and listen on your podcast provider and you're a, sort of a, a silent fan, whether you're a vocal fan, whether you send us emails giving Elliot players for the game of the changing name or giving me facts about US and Canadian cities and states for the guy to North America uh, we really do appreciate it so thank you very much and we promise next year we've got loads of like plans for the show and uh, hopefully if we get back to some sort of normality we'll be able to share those with you uh, so thank you and at some point, maybe, I don't want to push my luck, how nice would it be if I could go on the planned trips that I had to go and, you know, tour America, um, even Canada, actually mm. go to some MLS games? I've not been to an MLS game in three years now. No, well, uh, and suddenly Orlando are, are a good team, so we know who the jinx has mm, been. Yeah, and maybe I'll just stay away. <laughs> maybe it's fine. Uh, so we're going to be talking about the playoffs, uh, which Orlando were in. Atlanta, mm. of course, are not in this year. Uh, we're going to be talking about them a little later on. This is our playoff preview episode. But first, as we always do, we need to play the game with a changing name. Mm, I've got a good one for you today. Big player. Big, big player. And I don't want to say I didn't know that they played in MLS because it's one of the... Do you know where you're like, oh, yeah, I, th I think I yeah, did. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but certainly a, a, an older player that maybe we're used to. Oh, okay. So today, this player, who's currently 61, so no longer <laughs> a player, <laughs> um, right, okay. started their career with Nottingham Forest in 1976. Oh. I think I'm going to have to get my dad on the phone to answer <laughs> this one. Um, I'll try and bring it to the 90s um, to make it a little bit easier for you. But they did play for my beloved Norwich City from right. 81 to 86, 216 appearances. Also Rangers, 173 appearances between 86 and 91. And then in the 90s, a lone spell with Reading whilst they were at Sheffield Wednesday. Colorado Rapids, Southampton 
Sunderland and eventually retired at Burnley in 1998. <sighs> they never scored a goal. Never. So in 603 appearances, they never scored a goal. Right. 43 so, appearances for England. So were they a goalkeeper? They were a goalkeeper. Uh, okay. That's that's as many clues as I'm going to give you. Who could that be? So because I've seen a few documentaries about Nottingham Forest around that time because that's when they won the Euro- European mm. Cup or maybe after it, I can't remember. So I'm trying to think, 43 times for England. I'll have a think. Good luck with that one. Uh, I can see what the average age of our listener is and I can safely say that a lot of them weren't born for the majority of this guy's <laughs> career. 23 appearances for Colorado Rapids before returning to uh, Southampton, Sunderland and Burnley. Good luck. Get in touch if you feel you know. <laughs> Tweet us, Instagram us, Facebook us, at MLS UK Show. Tell us where you're up to in the podcast when you realise who it is. I don't think it's as difficult as, as you think. It's a, it's a big name. Yeah, I feel with the 43 appearances for England, I, I will know who it is. I hope so. When you when you tell me, but uh, no, I can't think at the moment. Okay, yeah. Uh, good luck with that one. Uh, let's crack on, shall we? Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. So it's playoff time in MLS. Uh, we didn't think we'd make it to this point. We have done... Well, in more ways than one. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the West. Uh, we'll do the East a little later on because the East is a bit more complicated. So let's start with the uh, with the West. We know the eight sides that are in the playoff bracket for the West. Uh, we've got San Jose, Sporting Kansas City, Minnesota United, Colorado Rapids, Portland Timbers, FC Dallas, Seattle Sounders and LAFC. First of all, Elliot, maybe swapping Colorado or San Jose for LA Galaxy of the eight teams that you you would have guessed at the start of the season? Yeah, I think it was kind of more straightforward. That doesn't always happen, um, but that was kind of more straightforward. I think they're the ones that, that we maybe um, expected. I also I think it's a shame that LA play Seattle because mm. both of those could have gone deep into the competition. Yeah. You wouldn't be surprised if the winner of that game was in the final. I think it's fair to say. So maybe it would have been nice to sort of keep them keep them apart, but it, it's the it's the rules, it's the way it works. But yeah, certainly I think I don't think we got many surprises in the West this year. No, well if we look at the fixtures, then um, these dates are UK dates. So if we say a date and you're listening or watching in the states or Canada, and you're like, uh, no, you got that wrong. <laughs> this is what it is in the UK. So yep. it will be a very early morning. Some of these in the UK. So we've got the 22nd of November, SKC versus San Jose, uh, and the winners of that will face Minnesota versus Colorado, which is on the 23rd. This is the first part of the bracket, and you've got to say with. Portland, uh, Seattle and LAFC in the other side, Mm. the other half of the bracket for the West, this is the one where you, if you do well in this, you've got an easier route to the uh, conference final. I mean, the fact that we're talking about San Jose even in this is completely bonkers (laughs) with the amount of games that they did lose, but then, you know, came came back really strong. They were very hot and cold all season. Yeah. And... The beauty of the playoffs. If, do you remember how good the playoffs were last year? Can we actually all just take a moment? Because I was saying this to my dad the other day. I was like, oh, it's great. Orlando are in it. But like, the playoffs were wild last year. Like yeah. They were so good. San Jose could win this. 
and it's that petrifies me. <laughs> yeah, well, in, last year they introduced, they dropped the two-legged uh, yeah. conference uh, matches, which was they? great. Yeah, it was, and uh, obviously they've had to do it this year. I think they were going to do it anyway, but mm. they've had to do it this year with COVID. Uh, and I agree with you. I think that side of the bracket for the West is completely open. I think it's easy to go with SKC because they finished top of the conference, but if Colorado beat Minnesota and then beat SKC or San Jose beat SKC and then Minnesota. You, you'd be surprised, but it's not as if you'd be shocked. No, this is the thing. that There's nothing that can happen in the playoffs that will, that I'll go, didn't see that coming. Because I'm, I'm so cautious now. Yeah. I'm always so scared that like, I, I don't want to bet on it. I don't want to predict because anyone can beat anyone. So, bearing that in mind then, uh, if we have a look at uh, the, that side, well, SKC versus San Jose, SKC finishing top of the conference will be favourites. Mm. Do you see them beating San Jose? You'd expect them to, wouldn't you? Yeah. I worry about their back line. I worry about SKC's back line and it just takes leaving yourself a little bit too open and causing yourself one problem, you know, if San Jose can be clinical, it, there could be it could be a tighter game than maybe you expect. But yeah, I, w- I would expect SKC to take that one. Yeah, SKC have lost three at home mm. this season. Bearing in mind they've only played nine games, mm. third uh, of the games have lost. Yeah, whereas San Jose, I know they've only won two away <laughs> uh, and not tied, but still, SKC are prone to a home defeat. As You've got to go for SKC. I just... thought you were going to go for San Jose. No, then. no, definitely not. You've got to go for SKC. For... So we're both going... If we're going to do our bracket now, we will both go for SKC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so then Minnesota versus Colorado in the next one. Uh, finished next to each other, despite the fact there were six points between them mm. in the uh, in the final standings in the West. Yeah, so Minnesota to get the home tie, which is the important bit. Yeah. And I think that's that's just what gives them the edge for me. I think... They've had a very good season and I think you can clearly see the progress year on year on year for, for Minnesota. I think it's been a really nice progression. Um, obviously made it last year. Um, they'll they'll want to get even further this year, but for me, they they have the edge here. Uh, we always say, don't, uh, don't we, we've said it this season. Seems like every episode we're repeating ourselves, but Minnesota are on this journey. Mm. Uh, they're, like, they're making cup finals, they're getting quite far in the playoffs. This is a great opportunity for them now because I think last year... Uh, they got knocked out against Galaxy, was it, last year? Yeah. yeah. So they've, uh, they they didn't get a lucky draw last year. Uh, this year they have. You would expect them to beat Colorado. So if we then assume that it's going to be SKC versus Minnesota in the conference semi-finals at they've SKC... Got ch- they've got a chance. But would you say SKC go through on Minnesota? Because that'll be, for me, that'll be a really tight game. I think that'll be a great game. Um, I think it's almost a shame we're not getting that straight off straight off the back because I think it would be really good. But I, I see that as completely 50-50, to be honest with you. I don't see that. I don't see why SKC suddenly romped a victory against Minnesota. Mm. I, th- I think it'll be a really tough game, that, if, if they make it, of course. Now, I was going to call Minnesota v. Colorado the, the Kai Kamara derby, but... <laughs> I realised that any one Minnesota play, it would be the Kai Kamara Derby's literally been everywhere. That is true. Uh, so SKC v Minnesota. Let's uh, finish this side of the bracket then. SKC versus Minnesota. Who do you think would go through into the conference final? I think SKC would just edge it for me. Right. But if if we were doing one each, just to be different, I'd probably go Minnesota. 
You know what I was going to do is say, mm. are you going to go SKC? I was going to go, right, yeah. I'll go Minnesota. Just to so. make it interesting. I'll, I'll back Minnesota. I'll, okay. I'll do it. I'll go SKC. Uh, so the next half of the Western Conference, and, and with respect to the teams we just mentioned, this is the one where we're probably going to talk a bit more about it just because of the sides that mm. are involved. You've got Portland versus FC Dallas. Now, that's going to be on the 23rd as well as Minnesota and Colorado. Then you've got Seattle LAFC on the 25th. Portland v FC Dallas seems. I mean, FC Dallas could win that one, but you would fully expect Portland at home to to beat them. They were MLS is back champions, mm. so they know what to do in this situation. They've been in a knockout situation before. I'd erased that from my memory. Actually, I forgot they won <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, genuinely. Um, so yeah, Portland uh, kind of with the with the consistency with the with their attitude towards you know tournament football. They've already proved that they can do it. Uh, so I like that. I think the way that they went about the, the MLS's back tournament was not beautiful football, no. but also they knew what to do. They knew yeah. what they had to do and they went and did it. And I think that's the difference. And I think when you look at Portland from a point of view of the playoffs, you feel like they're just always there. You feel like Portland are always there. And it's unfair to Dallas because you, you, you almost immediately just think, oh, Portland, well, Portland will make it. But of course, FC Dallas have got a chance. They have FC Dallas... Uh are a side that can be unpredictable. Uh, they haven't got a great record away from home. But, again, they finish sixth. They can easily go through. We've seen that before with Dallas. They do tend to be stronger at home, but mm. we have seen them putting some strong performances away. I would echo what you said. You would expect Portland to win that game um, and then go quite far. However, if they do win that game and go to the semifinals, they have got the tough side of the draw. Because you've got Seattle versus LAFC, which, as you said, this could be a conference final in itself. It's not. Where is this one going to be won and lost? Because both sides, uh, LAFC are, are really strong at the moment. Carlos Vea's come back. Mm. BWP, who got um, the Comeback of the Year award for MLS. So he's in form again. He's found... Uh, after ending the Red Bulls on a bit of a whimper, which was sad to see, he's now re- revitalised. He's got his mojo back. So they're a strong team. Seattle are, of course, really strong at home. I think this one is probably the toughest to call because both sides could win. But where's this one going to be won and lost? For me, LAFC have let themselves down at the back. Mm. I think we've seen what they can do going forward. Even in MLS's back, you know, it was a goal fest when LAFC were, were involved. I I feel like both sides are just going to have to attack. They have to attack each other. And that's just going to leave the defence the defense even more wide open on both sides. So this is genuinely going to be a fight between the likes of Vea. I don't know who's going to start. Um, you know, Vea, BWP, obviously, Rui Diaz, Jordan Morris. It's just going to be a fight for who's got the sharper knife at the other end of the field. So we'll have to just see what happens. You just mentioned LAFC and the defence. Was it a mistake letting Zimmerman go, that bit of experience? Massively, massively. I think, okay, so Nashville, you know, Nashville wanted to make the move and they went for it. But I I don't feel like LAFC were in a position to let him go. I know sometimes in, in MLS you, you kind of bang to rights and you have to just hold your hands up and you know let players move freely as, as the league wants them to but I don't feel like they were in a position to let let him go mm. and you know Nashville have made the playoffs and it will be largely down to Zimmerman because of the Sterling job he's done this year 
Uh, so Seattle then, what, what, how do you rate their defence? Because uh, we all talk about them going forward and we've seen Seattle, in my opinion, have played some of the best football that we've seen this season. Some of their uh, passing play, their attacking play has been beautiful to watch. Of course, they beat, was it San Jose? They beat 7-1, mm. 7-0. So uh, we have seen that. We know they can do that. At the back... Is that where they could win it? Conceded a lot less than LAFC. Mm. So I feel like when you when you have to pit, put these two against each other so early on, yes, it's going to be about those the, the front, the attacking three, if you like. Um, but of course, they've conceded a lot less than LAFC. LAFC are really going to have to find a balance. They're going to have to find a balance of utilising the ball, getting it forward, but somehow not leaving themselves exposed because Seattle have got much a much stronger defence. Yeah, and when these have played this each, uh, each other this season, because these were in the same sort of pool, if mm. you will, uh, it has been the home sides that have done better. So you would rate Seattle for that. The attacking play is what we're going to watch this game for. It could easily be 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> easily. However, on the other side of it, I don't think it'll be 1-0, but I think Seattle could keep a clean sheet. I know LAFC have got Rossi, they've got Carlos Vea, mm. uh, they've got BWP. They are firing at the moment. However, yeah, you look at the back and Seattle are much stronger. So, are we going for a Seattle win in this in this game or are we going to split it again? I, th- I think, again, it's a shame that they've been drawn against each other in a way but yeah I'd have to back Seattle LAFC are an extraordinary team but I just think you you have to look at the stats and accept that Seattle have had a much stronger many more stronger performances so I would agree I'm going to go Seattle as well just purely because they're at home Mm. if it was the other way we would be having a different conversation However, I would yeah. still feel that I would feel that Seattle a better place to win at LAFC than the other way around. Yeah. So if Seattle win, if Portland win, we got we've got a Cascadia semi-finals, and now this one, I feel would be in the same place where LAFC versus LA Galaxy last season in the playoffs was the the big game. This for me would be the big game because both sides. Even though Seattle have finished higher than Portland, Portland can put in them performances. Yeah. Portland can beat anyone. Portland won MLS's back. So this one is the one that's on a knife edge and you think, I could not call that at all. I agree because Portland know what to do. I feel like I'd have to go Seattle. We, like Our education in MLS over the last <laughs> few years has just seen us you know, see Seattle do it year in, year out. So I would have to go Seattle, but... Um, yeah, I agree. What a matchup! Yeah. What a matchup that would be. Uh, same if if it's Portland versus LAFC, and I know we're counting Dallas out. So sorry, Dallas fans, but let's face it: out of those four teams, you would expect the 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 first. Well, Portland, Seattle, and LAFC to be there. Two but MLS is wild, and we'll get proved wrong. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go Portland if Portland plays Seattle. Mm-hmm. I will probably go Portland if Portland played LAFC as well. I think there's strong shouts they could do the double this season. So in that case, then, in the conference final in the West, it would be, well, mine's Portland versus SKC, yours is Minnesota versus Seattle. I would say that Portland would win, although SKC, they finished top of the conference, Mm. so they could easily, easily, um, you know, go through to the MLS Cup, but I would probably go with Portland because they've got very recent history of knockout football and doing well. Yours is Minnesota versus Seattle. Yeah, I'm going Seattle all the way. All the way. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, so we're torn at the moment, me and you. We've got either Portland or Seattle in the conference final. Uh, sorry, in the MLS's cup, uh, MLS Cup. Um, so we're going to look at the other side. We're going to look at the East bracket in a moment because mm. that's a bit more complicated. But first, I think we should have a round of the crisis right. Okay. It is playoff related. It's MLS Cup related. Are you ready to play? Yes. Yeah, so it's higher and lower. It's the crisis right. Henry Hewitt, come on down. Okay, so in today's crisis right, we look at <laughs> the time since clubs appeared in the MLS Cup final. Ooh, right, okay. For example, um, Chicago have a 16-season drought. They haven't been there since 2003. Yeah, they gorged early on, didn't they, in MLS? Yeah, big <laughs> time. Big MLS time. Final um, so we'll start with them. 16 seasons without an appearance in the final. Higher or lower, San Jose Earthquakes. Oh. I've got a feeling... San Jose were the noughties, but maybe the late noughties. Uh, yeah, late noughties. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go lower. It is lower. Fourteen seasons since they made it to the MLS Cup final. Uh, higher or lower? DC United. Oh. Higher or lower than fourteen years since an appearance in the final? They again. They gorged in the nineties, early noughties. So I'm going to go higher. It is higher. 15 seasons. Uh, back in form. I'm back in form. He's back. Uh, okay, so Philly have been a really strong side this year, but higher or lower than 15 years since they made the MLS Cup final. Right, this could be a trick question because how long have Philly been in MLS? 2010. So I guess technically it's lower, but they've never been in MLS. <laughs> <It's goal>. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do a couple more? Yeah, go okay, on. Okay, right. Run the music again. Okay, so Philly, 10 years. Higher or lower? Real Salt Lake. Lower. It is lower. Six seasons. We've all seen the Beck's documentary that was out recently. Uh, yeah, true. Uh, higher or lower? New England Revolution. Higher. It's lower, five seasons. Um, And let's finish on this one. Orlando City. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. (laughs) It's lower, but you've never been in one. Uh, But soon to be, of course. Um, Well, we'll find out because we're going to talk about uh, the the eastern side of the bracket next. I can't possibly think who I'm going to (laughs) back. I just have no idea. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. So we're going to have to do it then. The East, they have a playoffs as well. I'm surprised, actually, because Atlanta aren't in it, but they've just scrapped the East side this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that they didn't find a way of getting you in it, getting Martinez back yeah. and, uh, you know, just scripting it the way they wanted. No, I'm, I'm joking, of course. Um, yeah, Eastern bracket. Shall we take a little uh, Take a little look? I'm just scrolling through the tail. just seen Orlando City are in uh, there. Get in! Well, before we talk about Orlando, we need to talk about the playoff playoffs. Yeah, what, uh, what so a mess. There's a playoff to get into the playoffs. 
<laughs> and the east side. Uh, into Miami, I travel to Nashville. That's on uh, the 23rd, well, the morning of the 21st. So it's Friday night, Saturday morning here in the UK. Um, and this is nice. It's nice how this has, has happened, that the two expansion teams are playing each other. Yeah, I like this. Because we, we do say that if you're an expansion team and you make playoffs in your first season then it's been one hell of a season so congratulations to both sides for being this close to it the other playoff playoff is um is on friday night as well it's new england revolution versus montreal but let's talk about the nashville miami uh one first we Mm -hmm. were very complimentary towards nashville on the last episode of the podcast um miami though have really turned it around since higuain's come in uh could they be dark horses to go quite far in this any team that that gets this far has done, has had an extremely good year, especially in their first season mm. in MLS. That, that's so important to remember. I think the home edge is massive here because these teams have been fairly well fairly well matched through the year. Um, but when we look at that, I just think Nashville with the with the home advantage is big. I think that's mm. that's a really big factor. Yeah, uh, and I think Nashville have uh, they've had some decent results recently, and again they've not. Uh, if you ask Nashville fans, they'll probably be quite thankful for this. But mm. I do feel sorry for all of them a bit because it has been Miami, Miami. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, Miami. Yeah. Nashville's kind of been forgotten about. Mm. But I think in a way that the season before, we were just talking about Cincinnati and how they weren't doing well. Yeah, you can have too much of the spotlight on you. Yeah. And when it's not going well, that doesn't help. And I think Miami were almost set up to fail in that aspect because there has been so much made of them coming to MLS with Beckham and all the rumoured signings and... Yeah, I, I do feel that Nashville have just quietly gone about their business and um, it's probably worked in their favour. Yeah, even though Miami have done great to get into it, Nashville have been consistent and, of course, finishing seventh with 32 points as well. Like, they, if it weren't for... Uh, if it was goal difference, they'd have been in... They'd, yeah. they'd have been playing Columbus. They'd have been straight into the playoffs. So, uh, an incredible season. So, are you going with that home advantage for this one? Then are you are you going for your Orlando rivals, Miami, to go through? I don't know what you mean. I'm going Nashville <laughs> at home. I look at Nashville's home form, and they've won four, but uh, and tied five. So they don't lose many. No. So that to me would say that they would uh, they would probably win. But just to go against you, I think. You know what? Go Miami. I'm gonna. I'm just to go against you. There's nothing against Nashville because, as I've just said, they've got an incredible home farm. Huge. I'm gonna go Miami. I've just got a funny feeling that they'll just sneak their way through to the the latter stages. I feel like it would just be the the way it would happen. I think it's the sort of thing that would happen. They just sort of find find their way all the way through. But logistically, I think with my with my statistic head on, I think Nashville can do it. Okay, looking at the other playoff playoff then, New England versus Montreal. New England's home farm, they've won two games mm. all season. So this maybe isn't necessarily a uh, a home advantage for them. No, I don't know about this. I really don't. Have you seen the video of uh, Thierry Henry giving the rousing speech to his players? Yeah. What a guy. It's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to bet against Thierry Henry. It's also very hard to bet against Bruce Arena. Mm. This is going to be a really good game. Yeah. Well... well Maybe not a good game. This is going to be a good battle. I don't know if it's going to be a good game. Uh, um, I don't know how entertaining it's going to be. Yeah. But the the home form worries. If I was New England, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have that confidence. No. You know, there's a reason that they've kind of gone backwards compared to last season. You know, Arena came in. They had the big bounce, and and he 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 got them right back up there again from being bottom. And I feel like this year there's maybe less confidence. They've not been good. They've not. 
Again, they finished on the same points as Nashville and New York Red Bulls. So it's amazing how we can look at Nashville yeah. and be like, you've had an incredible season, well done, and New England haven't. Mm. But I think we just expected them to kick on a lot more. Yeah, we did. I, I want to see them be that team for the first time since watching MLS. I want to see them be that big team. Yeah. And it's not happened again. Uh, Mon- I like Montreal for the Thierry Henry thing. And uh, uh, I think they've got a good character about them as a, as a franchise, as a club. So I do like Montreal. But... I'm going to go off purely the match a few months, I think it was like a month or two ago. New England beat Montreal at home. They looked quite convincing mm. in that game. Uh, Montreal have, have won four away, but they've also lost five away. I, I I think this could be one too many for them. Yeah, I think they've, New England they've, will go through. they've struggled. And I, I think, just to make it interesting, I'd probably back Montreal, but I'd, I do agree. I think it's a tall, I think mm. it's a tall order. I look at the goal difference as well. New England Revolution won, Montreal minus 10. Yeah. So that tells me that they do concede goals quite a lot. Yeah, I feel so. like when they've lost, they've they've not been in the game at all. No. Um, but yeah, I'll just go different from you and I'll go Montreal. <laughs> okay, so if you're going Montreal then, that would mean that uh, Philadelphia for you would face Montreal. Philadelphia would face into Miami for me because in the playoffs... Philadelphia will play the lowest-ranked side to come through the playoff playoffs. Toronto would face the highest-ranked side. Yeah. So this is where it gets complicated because different games like mean different results. Yeah, it's hard to know who's going to play who here. So yeah. maybe we just look at each game and uh, try and work out um, who's most likely, maybe. But, yeah... To be honest with you, I'm not giving those teams much of a chance in the latter stages anyway. So I, I think I will throw a blanket over it and say <laughs> maybe we don't talk about them in, in terms of semis. I, I just don't... I may be completely wrong. I just don't see it happening. So in that case, then, if we say that Philadelphia will beat whoever goes through and yeah. Toronto will beat whoever goes through... Yeah. I don't uh, I don't feel like that's unrealistic. I think we would both pick, be picking those. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia and Toronto... I've been the best two sides this season. You look at the, you know, SKC who finished top of the West had less points than Philadelphia and Toronto. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll say that they go through. So then we look at the other games in the playoffs. Orlando make their playoff berth, their Get debut in. in the playoffs. Well done, by the way, and Thank I mean you. that. I think uh, Orlando, I've watched you a few times and you've been a very good team to watch. Not only are you, uh, you can be really good on the eye and I think counter-attacking is, is brilliant. There's a lot of pace in the team, but you know when to be dirty. You know when to grind out results. You know, like if you're 1-0 up, Nani's going to spend a lot of time on the floor kind of thing. Well, that's been Orlando's problem in recent years is they've not had that grit about them. You have, you've done well for half a season, then you'll just have completely fall off a cliff because you've not got that. So you've got that. Well done. You've got a home tie as well. New York City FC. How do you see this going then with Orlando? I think the home tie is massive. Yeah. I think the home tie is huge. The club knew that. The players knew that. When they clinched that home tie, it felt big. It felt really big. Bigger. It's a bigger moment than when we actually made the playoffs because I think we kind of knew that they were going to. Uh, it's just a case of where they were going to be seeded. So I... I genuinely would be really disappointed if they fell at the first hurdle here because I think they're capable of advancing. Both Orlando and New York City have got really strong home mm. records. So to be at home is a big achievement for Orlando and it's going to be a big... It automatically puts you as favourites to yeah. win. 
Although you've got to remember, there's only two points between the two sides mm-hmm. in the uh, conference, and I don't know whether it's because I hang around with you and uh, therefore I follow a lot of Orlando City <laughs> fans on Twitter, but it does seem that all this hype behind Orlando, and I know Orlando finished near the bottom, so there is going to be more hype. New York City's finished two points behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a new manager as well. Because remember, at the start of the Didn't season... Didn't start well. No, so they've ended it really well. So this is a tough one to call. Personally, I'd just go off the home, you know, but I don't think it's going to be a 3 or 4 nil. I think it's going to be 2-1 to Orlando, and I think it's going to be a tight game, and it's going to be near the end. I'll take that all day. Um, but New York City FC, let's talk about them just for a moment then. Uh, as we've said, poor start. They've ended it really well. Mm. After the uh, the break, if you will, uh, the, the, because of COVID, New York City have come out and, and really performed showed what they can do. It's been a difficult season because they've been playing all over the place. But perhaps this is one step too far. However, if it is, as a New York City FC fan, I would be really happy with this season. Yeah, there was always the feeling of sort of trying to avenge what happened last year in the playoffs because they did come very close. Mm. Um, Not been playing at home, remember. (laughs) They've had home games, but they haven't been at home. Uh, So it has been tough for them. And they always have that home advantage because it's difficult to go and play NYCFC on that that thing that they call a pitch. Um, So I, I think maybe they've been unlucky with the way that things have worked out this year. And if you look at what they've achieved being pushed from pillar to post, playing here, there and everywhere, they've they've done exceedingly well. So mm. they are not going to be a pushover in this game. Yeah, seven wins at home out of nine. Mm. That says a lot. But uh, yeah, I think it's one step too far. So unfortunately, Orlando, I think we'll go through. Uh, in the other playoff match in this, bra- in this um, conference that we know is definitely happening, uh, oh, well, we know the teams that are in it, it's Columbus versus Red Bulls. Mm. Columbus... Had a big chance of getting supporter shield at one point and fell away massively. Yeah, fell away. Their away farm has been horrific this season. They've not won at all, which tells you how good their home farm's been. Yeah. But do you do you feel Red Bulls could cause I'm gonna call it a bit of an upset, even though maybe looking at both sides, it's not necessarily an upset. They're both very similar in terms of MLS sort of history and, and how we see them in MLS. But would it be an upset? I don't think anyone would be massively surprised if Red Bulls won the game, but I do think it would be an upset just purely based on how far ahead Columbus have been this season. I think you'd definitely be surprised to see them throw that all away at the first hurdle, but we see it time and time again. Teams lose that first game and that's their season over. And this is what everything hinges on. You know, no one's going to remember that they fell away at the end, Columbus, if they now go on and, and do, with strong performances in, in the uh, playoffs. So it would be a surprise. It would be a surprise for them not to get through, but to to lose to a team as as Red Bulls, I I don't think that's I don't think that would be um, hugely shocking because Red Bulls are still they always will be a good they've got their foundations built of, of a good side and a, and a good solid club. Still looking for that elusive um, bit of silverware at the end though. Yeah, uh, and it was a time to get it because I feel for Red Bulls they. It's Red Bulls, in terms of when we've been watching MLS, now we, this is our third season doing this mm. podcast, It's I think we've been both been watching it for about five years, mm. this is kind of Red Bulls 2.0 for us, because they got rid of some players, yeah. uh, or some players left, the manager. One um, of them stood here. 
with the tat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the head coach went to uh, Austria, mm-hmm. so they lost that as well. And now they're rebuilding. There's a lot of youth in the side, so it's good to see that they're in the playoffs and that'll give them experience. But for me, Columbus, I said it at the very start, they've been my team that I've, I've picked. Especially uh, at home. Because of uh, the head coach, because signing like Nagby, you know, signing these good... MLS players. They've also got some good DPs in. Mm-hmm. I, I, they're my side, so I think they'll go through. Uh, and then they'll face Toronto, if our bracket is right, in the next stage. Columbus-Toronto, we've seen yeah. that before. We have. The other side would be Philadelphia-Orlando. Um, Philadelphia-Orlando, what we're calling it, again, it could easily be Philadelphia-New York City. It could easily mm-hmm. be philadelphia not get knocked out. <laughs> Nam- by left. Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if we're saying Philadelphia v. Orlando... It gets a lot tougher then. Oh yeah, for Orlando, this is a you've got for Orlando. If you're gonna go through, you've got a very tough run. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I um, agree, and that's why I just want to get that first win. And I think anything after that, I, deep down, of course I want to win it. Of course I do. But I think deep down, you have to look at this is the first season of of a major uh, milestone in the club's history. So I think you win the first game, and I'm I'm secretly quite happy. Anything after that is a bonus. I do think Philly are a very, very good team. I say it every week. Um, so I would have no um, no qualms losing to Philly. Philly, through finishing first, through winning Supporters' Shield, would have a straight run at home to MLS's, mm. MLS Cup. They're 100% this season at home. Someone's got to go and do a job. Someone's got to go. If there, someone else wants to win MLS Cup, someone's got to go there and do a job. Philly aren't as big a name or, or haven't been looked at in the same lights as LAFC last year, Atlanta the season before and New York Red Bulls the season before. But with that record, that's 100% at home. Surely they, in that, in it, with the way the East is this year, where there's no standout names, in ter- other standout names in terms of quality, there's a lot of pressure on Philly. Mm-hmm. Considering this side has what, only won one? playoff match in its history yeah there's a lot of pressure on them can they deal with that pressure my head says that they're the favourites my heart I, I have to go I have to say that they're not going to make it because I have to believe that Orlando can do it <laughs> and it's our first time so stupidly I'm going to say Orlando go all the way to the final right well I think that's stupid what you just <laughs> said no um, I the thing is with Philly and I think this happens with a lot of sides until they win that first and I know they won Supporters Shield, but I mean in terms of knockout football, until they win that first one, yeah. until they get through that. Because knockout football is a lot different to what you do in a season. And I know Philly have won every game at home this season, but still, it's a lot different. And until Philly get quite far or get to MLS Cup through knockout football, I'll always have that bit of doubt in my head about what they can do. So if you tell me that will Philadelphia get to MLS Cup final, I will probably say yes, but I would only be 60-70% sure. Because of Orlando being so good? No. (laughs) Because (laughs) if they beat Orlando, they've then got to face Toronto or Columbus or Red Bulls, which again is another tough game. Mm. So uh, I think the thing with the East for me, there's some big names in the West... But the East, all them teams are very similar. And I think we've seen that with how the, the teams at the top have been. There's yeah. three teams that have got more points or four teams that got more points than SKC did. So 
I'm going to say Philadelphia beat Orlando because I just want to see Orlando out of this competition. I can't deal with you getting to MLS Cup. So then, who would for you go through in the, the next... Who would they be facing? Or who would Orlando for you be facing in the conference final? Columbus, Red Bulls. We saying Toronto are going through. I would expect it to be Columbus. So Columbus or Toronto? Mm. Columbus. I like Toronto. And I've, again, with Toronto, I think they've done very well considering that they've played the last few months away from BMO Field. But I, I, just, I said Columbus would be... Columbus were my team to watch at the start of this the season. This is the thing. It's not even that I believe they're necessarily going to go and win that game. It's just that we've backed them from the start. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So then that would be, for me, Philly v Columbus, which that would be one hell of a oh, game. a great game. For you, Orlando v Columbus, which would be less of a great game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, realistically, right, you, you, you're going to say Orlando because you want to get to the final. You've yeah. got to pick them. If you take your Orlando hat off, can Orlando beat Columbus? I think I genuinely think they've got more of a chance than maybe people are giving them. Genuinely. And you alluded to that. They know they 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 play nice football, but they know how to get those wins. They know how to grind them out. You know, um went a long, long time undefeated this season, so that's massive. If I took Orlando out of the equation Philly. Philly Go all the way. Right. For me, because I have got a Philly-Columbus conference final, I think that's where Philly would... They'll they'll slip up. Mm. I think Columbus would go through. And I'd have a Portland-Columbus MLS Cup, which, as we know, here in the UK, Sky Sports will be showing before yeah, every... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They've been showing the last time Columbus played Portland in a MLS Cup. Yeah. The highlights of it before every MLS game. Nagby! Yeah, for the last four or five years. So they, Sky Sports want this to happen, so they've got something else to show. Yeah. Um, where, whereas I'd have Seattle, Orlando. Um, easy, oh. easy win, right? Just, right, guys. Just, right. Just you saying that? Oh, it's a shudder. The thought of Orlando. Hey, I've had to suffer Atlanta in a final with you, so I had to watch it with you. So. Yeah. Right then. So we've done our bracket. Uh, feel free to send us your bracket, by the way, at MLS UK Show. Do you agree with what we said? Do you disagree? Um, you can email us as well, hello at MLS.show. So we're left with our MLS Cup. For the record, both games, Seattle, Orlando, Portland, Columbus, would be incredible games. Yeah, yeah. Do Orlando win it? And come on, you're against Seattle here. Watch this back in a few months. Orlando City, MLS Cup champions. Do you think they've beat Seattle? Easy, right? Right, okay. Mm. I know you and I know that deep down, your head would say Seattle, your heart would say Orlando. So Either way, I think Seattle win it, regardless. Yeah. I think Seattle from the West are going to win it. I've gone Portland versus Columbus, and I, I love Columbus, but I, I think Portland I think Portland are going to do the double. Okay. I think they'll win MLS's back and MLS Cup this season. That is an impressive 2020. It, yeah, it would be. Uh, so, as I said, let us know if you agree with what you said or let us know what your bracket is. Um, right, now, before we go, uh, speaking of Philly, loosely, because we stopped speaking about them a couple of minutes ago, but speaking of Philly, uh, we've got to do my guide to Philadelphia. I put this out a few weeks ago, and we had loads of people saying Philadelphia, loads of people saying Atlanta. So we're going to do Atlanta next time. But this week, Elliot, are you ready? It's Henry's Guide to Philadelphia. Famous, of course, for their country music. <laughs> we'll do Nashville one day. 
Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know that Philadelphia is the largest city in Pennsylvania and has a population of 1.5 million? That's massive, isn't it? Um, I need to say uh, that thank you to Brian who got in touch on emails. He sent me some uh, facts about Philadelphia. Philly he's facts? He's an LAFC fan who used to live in Philadelphia, so some of these are from Brian. Do you reckon uh, he's got a Philly facts philo facts? <laughs> Maybe. Brian, email us <laughs> in. I doubt he does. Uh, nicknamed the City of Brotherly Love because the name Philadelphia literally gets broken up into the Greek words for brother and love. That's why. Makes sense. Uh, the Constitution was signed there. It's a very historical place, uh, Philadelphia. The Constitution was signed there, and it's home to the Liberty Bell. Uh, do you know what the Liberty Bell is, Elliot? I mentioned it in the last podcast. You did. You're a big How I, How I Met Your Mother fan, aren't yeah. you? So. Lick the Liberty Bell. Yeah. Uh, now, the Liberty Bell, for those uh, of us in the UK, because uh, we don't really learn about American no. history, do we? Even though... We are a big part of American history. <laughs> we, we were kind of there at one point. Yeah, yeah, we don't learn about it at school. So the Liberty Bell is a symbol of American independence, uh, but it has a crack in it. Uh, it's actually had a crack in it three times. They recast it twice and have just left it the last time. And that's You would though, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's going to happen. You just leave it. And that's because when it's people have hit it to make it sound, um, it's broke. So they've just left it the last time. Uh, now, on the last episode of the MLS UK show, I uh, did Henry's Guide to DC and I told mm. you about the Washington Monument, which yep. was the tallest building or monument in the world until the Eiffel Tower was built three months later. Well, this is one that Brian sent me. The City Hall in Philadelphia, when it started being built in 1871, was intended to be the tallest building in the world. However, it took that long to build. The Washington Monument and then the Eiffel Tower were built in the meantime, so it was then the third <laughs> tallest. Uh, but it, okay. it is the tallest um, municipal building right. in the world. Um, Philadelphia is also a place full of firsts, and there's some great firsts here. Um, and it's, as I said, it's such a historical place. You've got the first newspapers in the US, mm-hmm. uh, the Philadelphia Packet, and the Daily Advisor were first printed in 1784. It's also home to America's first zoo, hospital, and medical center, which only two of those are related. Um, sorry, medical school, I should say, but medical center as well. Uh, it's home to the Wing Bowl, which is a chicken wing eating contest that draws crowds of 20,000 people, although Philadelphia is famous for its Philadelphia cheesesteak. I can't believe it took that long to hear about a cheesesteak. Yeah, I love a cheesesteak. We sell, there's a place in Manchester that sells them. Um, I'm sure famous just people, as good. <laughs> famous people from Philly include Kobe Bryant, Kevin Hart, Richard Gere, and the man from West Philadelphia, born and raised, Will Smith. Oh, yes. And finally, uh, you're, you're not a really big fan of movies, are you? No. So, Rocky, you've, you've heard of Rocky, though, I, haven't I, you? I've, I've seen a few clips. Yeah. Uh, so, Philadelphia, there was a Rocky statue that they built for the film. Uh, and if you've seen the film, you'll know that Rocky runs up the stairs towards the Museum of Art at Philadelphia, jumps up and down, and then the statue is there. However, when they stopped recording and stopped filming... Uh, the Philadelphia Museum of Art said, we don't want that there because that's not art. That's a movie prop. So they moved it and then would put it back whenever they were filming. Uh, the people of Philadelphia were really against this because they wanted it up there. Mm. So it's they could run up, you know, runners will yeah, run yeah. up to the top. So now it sits at the bottom of the steps and it has been moved. But for a long time, it wasn't there. So it is now at the bottom of the steps at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And you can go and visit the statue and then run up the steps. And Elliot, 
That is Henry's Guide. A long guide this week, but there's loads of stuff to cram in. That is Henry's Guide to Philadelphia. Who have done very well this season, but are unlikely to beat <laughs> Orlando City. Uh, well, I will do it again next year and call them MLS Cup champions because it won't be Orlando. Um Atlanta next. So, like Brian did, if you get any facts about Atlanta that mm. you want me to share, uh, then feel free to get in touch. It's henry at mls.show, uh, or you can tweet us at MLS UK Show. And one more thing. Go on. I have the answer for today's game with the changing name. Right. So, this guy, what was he, 61? Uh, he's currently 61, um, born in Lincolnshire, uh, started his career at Nottingham Forest, played for QPR, Norwich City, Rangers, Sheffield Wednesday, went over to MLS, played for the Colorado Rapids, and then moved back, played for Southampton, Sunderland and Burnley, not forgetting 43 appearances for England as well. <sighs> 43 Right, so he's a goalkeeper. Yeah. And he's played... A good 25 years there, 20 yep. longer. Um, 603 appearances. Oh, 43 games for England. Does it say when his England career was? Yeah, 85 to 93. Right, okay. Oh, no, I don't know then. I was going to say Peter Shilton. But ah, it's his replacement. Peter Shilton did play for Bolton, so you would have mentioned that. Um, his, his replacement, who came after him? I don't know. I really don't know. So, uh, Peter Shilton, I... I he would have retired from England about 1990. And then I just remember David Seaman at 96. So, so I don't know who was in the middle. It says he was Peter Shilton's longtime understudy in the England team in the mid to late 1980s and finally claimed the number one shirt for himself in the early 90s. And it is, of course... What does his surname begin with? W. I don't know. Chris Woods. Chris Woods. Yeah, I, I'm surprised he played 43 games for England. But it was before my time. So if you're listening and you're, you're older than 30, you'll probably be like, uh, yeah, of course he played all that time. And he played for Colorado Rapids and Southampton and Burnley and Forest. But I don't know. So well done if you've got that right. Probably the oldest player we've ever had on the game with a changing name, Matt. Um, Graham Souness negotiated his loan from uh, Colorado Rapids as cover for Dave Besant. I was thinking like Dave Besant. Mm. There you go. Well, well done. Uh, we'll do another one next time. Um, so that's it from us this time. Remember, if you're listening on your podcast provider, like and give us a rating. It really helps us out. Subscribe and set your notifications on as well. And then as soon as we drop an episode, it'll come into your notifications. And if you're on YouTube as well, you can press the notification bell. You can subscribe. And uh, whenever we, we release a video, you'll be notified as well. So next time I speak to you, who knows? what will have happened but Orlando City will be on their way to MLS Cup I know that maybe uh, enjoy the playoffs wherever you're watching them I hope they're as good as last year no matter who you support make sure you tune in uh, because they are always entertaining come on Orlando come on come on please just see to see Henry's face see ya <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.